This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 22nd week of Ordinary Time. Bishop Brennan will be joining us by phone, and he desires to share with us the joy of the gospel, the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you, Bill. It's good to talk with you. You know, last week we were talking a little bit about uh, the distancing that was necessary for us to receive the sacraments and to join together as a community. And one of the items that we didn't get a chance to talk about was confirmation, something that I know you love uh, to be involved in, and there's going to be some adjustments uh, coming to our diocese these next few weeks. Yes, well, we have a number of confirmations to make up um, in the coming weeks. Uh, Actually, even before we set aside the uh, public celebration of Mass, um, we had postponed confirmations because, let's face it, confirmation is a very tactile um, sacrament. (laughs) And at that time, really, the big worry was um, was touch, even more so than breathing. If you remember, we started wearing masks kind of late in the uh, game. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of confirmations to make up, plus the fall usually has its own share of confirmations. So, um, so yes, we'll, we're starting to begin those. Um, I had hoped that during the summer I'd be able to make up a lot of them, but as you know, the summer saw its own spike in numbers, and we, can, we didn't want to do anything that puts anyone in any kind of danger. And so we held off on that. But in talking last week about the Phase 2, I said that I'm going to grant pastors, and all priests actually, um, the uh, uh, faculty uh, to confirm. As you know, a bishop is the ordinary minister of the Sacrament of Confirmation, but can delegate a priest to offer that uh, sacrament. So, um, so, it, so that we can catch up on the ones from the spring, um, we're going, I, I offered that delegation. Now, as a priest, before becoming a bishop, were you given that, uh, that, that right to confirm those beforehand? There were opportunities, there were uh, uh, moments. Um, not that often. I didn't do it very often. We had a number of auxiliary bishops on Long Island. It wasn't that kind of a need too often. Actually, I should correct myself. You know, um, there is a time when the priest is the ordinary minister of um, confirmation. This would have been the usual circumstance. Um, the the uh, For adults, um, or even for children, when you baptize a child of catechetical age, or an adult, um, you celebrate all three sacraments of initiation at one celebration, like in the ancient church. So every year at the Easter Vigil, for example, um, the priest celebrating the Mass would baptize the new new Christians, um, confirm them right after, and then um, give them their first at that same Mass. So um, there are times when priests are the ordinary minister as well. Um, now, you know, I want to, I'll tell you something. I, it's a little, it's a sacrifice. I'm, I would really prefer to be out there confirming. I, I love visiting our parishes and being among our wonderful, wonderful people and with our great pastors. And it's not even a matter of time. Let me explain why I 
chose that to give this delegation why I thought it was important. If I were to confirm in, um, you know, to make up all those confirmations, it would mean being out several nights a week, which would be a joy for me. That's not a problem. Um, but imagine if I was in one parish on Monday, another parish on Tuesday, a third parish on Wednesday, and a fourth on Thursday, and we find out that there was an outbreak in the parish on Monday. Guess who brought the, the virus to yeah. the other parishes? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was the deciding factor. Um, I do hope to be able to celebrate confirmation. I do hope we, we may have to adjust schedules for the ones coming up. Um, and, um, and I did get to a couple of very small confirmations over the summer. Um, but uh, by and large, if, you know, it would, I would not want to do anything that puts anyone in danger. Um, so uh, that's, that's the rationale behind uh, the delegation. It wasn't even that we were short on time. It was in order to do it in a timely fashion, it would have meant um, a lot of people a lot of time. Um, and uh, so those were the motivating factors. But um, it is I, it is a sacrifice not getting out to the parishes, and I look forward to uh, visiting parishes on other occasions for other reasons, even if it's just for Sunday Mass. You know, sometimes uh, we have uh, circumstances that give us great teaching moments, and as I'm thinking through this, I'm wondering if this is a teaching moment uh, for you as our bishop we're so conscious now about catching things. And, of course, what we really want to catch is the love of God and the love of others. And we can see how, you know, if we have a virus and it's spread, uh, that it will spread pretty rapidly and uh, to thousands of people. Isn't that uh, a, a kind of a, a way for us to remind ourselves that we're part of this evangelization? Isn't that that's so well said, Bill? Thank you. That's a great great analogy and indeed you're right these are teachable moments for us for me you know and that is true why you know we we can set ourselves about the contagion of 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 spreading the good news of jesus christ the encounter with jesus christ uh, the friendship with jesus christ i love it and that that can be our goal as as catholic christians and uh, you've said from the very first day here in Columbus, and I know you said it many, many times before then, you know, our job is to be missionary disciples. And for our listeners who haven't heard you speak about being a missionary disciple, what does that call to us as a missionary disciple? Well, you know, it, the, it's, a, it's putting those two words together. John Paul II used those words together, Pope Benedict kind of capitalize on it, but Pope Francis has really um, delved into that. And when you think about it, two different aspects of following Christ. We heard in the Gospel this week, if you're going to follow me, you must take up your cross and follow me. And follow me. It's not just take up your cross. It's not suffering for the sake of suffering. It's to follow Jesus. So the first task is to be a disciple. And when we hear in the Gospel, we often hear about the disciples of Jesus, and there were many. There were many disciples of Jesus. The word disciple means a follower. So the first thing that we all need to do is to follow Jesus Christ, to follow him, to know him, to love him, to see what he does. And we see what he does by reading the gospel, to, to, to know his mind 
And so being a disciple is the first and the fundamental step. But also, we're apostles. He chose 12 to be apostles very specifically, to go out to all the nations. He sent them. And so he sent as missionaries those 12. So we are, you and I, missionary disciples. First, to follow Jesus, to know him, to love him, to have our own lives changed by him, but also to bring him to others, to tell the story of Christ, to tell the story of how he, he changed my life and how he changes your life. You and I, we're all called to be missionaries, to help people to know that great gift of friendship with Christ, to know how it can change their lives. Um, so um, so the, the church today teaches us that both aspects go together that you can't be an effective missionary if you don't really know Christ. Then it's just a job, <laughs> you know? You can't bring what you don't have. Um, you, so you're not a missionary until you're first a disciple of Christ. And as a missionary, you're always in need of learning more, getting to know him better. Secondly, none of us learns Christ just for ourselves. Christ entrusts us with a mission. So if you really are a disciple of Christ, that's what he's telling Peter and the other disciples in the gospel we heard on Sunday. Um, you know, you have to take up your cross and follow me. Follow me. Um, so you have to, be, we ourselves have to follow him and, and bring him to others. There are so many people who need to know the love of Jesus Christ. I love how you repeated us several times, uh, follow him, follow, follow Christ. And it's interesting when I hear that quote, take up your cross and follow me, I think of the take up your cross part. So I'm glad that you accentuated the, the important part, which is, of course, taking up your cross, but following him, that you're doing well, it because he did it. Right. We're doing it because he did it, and it's the path he took to, to life. It's the path of life. You know, as we wrap up this uh, weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, you had a special visit to St. Francis de Sales in Newark last week. I did. I did. And I hope I have a few more um, visits these coming days. You know, we, this is an exciting time. Our schools are starting up again after not only a summer vacation, but a bit of a hiatus in the spring. The end of the year um, was a tough end of the year, but people did a great job with it. So uh, schools are opening across the diocese, around the state, um, and, um, and so I was there for their first, when I say full day of school, have, of all the, all the groups together. So um, the teachers uh, were out with the administration, the principal, and the administration, Father Sizemore, the pastor, and um, there just to greet children, to greet parents as they were being dropped off. Um, for that first uh, day of school. And, uh, well, there aren't going to be too many first days of school. Um, I do hope to be able to get to visit. As I said before, I miss visiting parishes. I miss being among our great, great people and um, shoulder to shoulder with our great priests. But this is an opportunity, respecting social distancing. We were all wearing our masks. We all kept the distance. But uh, just a chance uh, to see life going on and life in Jesus Christ going on. And uh, it was wonderful to see the teachers so welcoming, the children um, glad to be back. And uh, they did a great job there of making everybody feel welcome. 
Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. We've been praying these days for the beginning of the school year and, um, and, and asking God's blessing on all of us. Why don't we um, call to mind uh, the intercession of Mary and all the saints as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bishop Brennan, thank you so much for joining us this week with your weekly faith dialogue. That's for the 22nd week of Ordinary Time. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.